With a 50% obesity rate in the U.S. and more unhealthy people than ever before, it is time to make America healthy. Welcome to Make America Healthy with Beth Shaw. If you're feeling tired, toxic, heavy, slow, or stressed, then keep listening. Beth and her expert guests are here to offer practical advice and share the tools you need to reclaim your physical, mental, and emotional health. Now, here is your host, Beth Shaw. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Make America Healthy, where our goal is to empower you with more education, information, and tools so that you can lead a healthier lifestyle, and also so you can take control of your own health physically and mentally, because nobody else is going to do it for you, and that's a fact. So perhaps you've made some New Year's resolutions. Many people are hitting the gym a little bit more now. They're trying to eat healthier. Perhaps they're doing dry January like me. And maybe on your list of New Year's resolutions was to get more and better sleep. Today's episode of Make America Healthy is all about sleep, and we've got two very special guests for you, both in the sleep industry. We are joined today by Tara Youngblood, who is the founder and CEO of Sleep Me, a company that creates award-winning technologies and apps that are changing the way the world sleeps. They have a chilly cool mesh signature product, and it syncs to an app, and Tara's going to tell us all how you can measure your sleep. And she's also going to tell us why we don't need eight hours of sleep. And that was perhaps the best news that I've heard all day. She is also the sleep coach for the Cincinnati Reds and has done a TED Talk. We're also joined by Tim Masters, who is the founder of My Green Mattress. And he has also made several toppers for children and cribs. And it's a certified organic mattress because, let's face it, you're spending you know, five, six, seven, eight hours a night or more on that mattress. And you probably don't want to be breathing in a lot of toxic fumes. Tim's going to tell us all about this. I can't wait to dive into this show. I am obsessed with my sleep. I track it. um, And I'm always trying to get better outcomes. So welcome, Tara. Welcome, Tim. Uh, Tara, I'm going to start with you because you're the sleep coach for the Cincinnati Reds. So I want to hear how you got started and what exactly does a sleep coach do? So I got started really by my husband and I invented the Chili Pad, which is a product we'll talk about later. Um, But my sleep journey really came into being um, when we lost our youngest son and grief and depression. I pretty much did not sleep. And it turns out you can go longer without food than you can without sleep. You basically are the equivalent of drunk and driving drunk. Um, And so after going through life basically drunk on lack of sleep, I was determined to fix it and became obsessed with sleep just like you. I had to figure out how to solve sleep. And so you fast forward 10 years of neuroscience, psychology, even Chinese traditional medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, all around the world, how do people sleep? And I came up with a sleep recipe to fix it for me. And now I use that for teams like the Cincinnati Reds, who when you're a baseball player, you don't travel, you don't, you travel a lot, you don't sleep in the same bed when you're traveling. Um, You don't have a schedule where you can sleep eight hours, nice and neat and tidy. And so that's where I teach people, what are the 
actual things you need to know about sleep? What are the things that are the true rules of sleep? And what are the things you can break? What are the things you can hack? What are the ways in which you get sleep no matter where you are or how you travel or when you sleep, even if you're a shift worker? That's great. I'm very interested in that. I've been on the road now for a week and a half. And by the time I get home, it's going to be two weeks. I'm in my fifth hotel. So I can totally relate to everything that you said. Um, So we will dive into all of that. Tim, my green mattress, welcome to Make America Healthy. Thank you, Beth. Uh, Glad to be here. So um, I know you make organic mattresses and I've ordered one. I want to know why, and our listeners want to know why they should sleep on an organic mattress. <laughs> well, thank you for the question. Um, it, you mentioned earlier uh, sleeping on, uh, you know, mattresses or toxins or anything that, you know, may be in like a traditional type mattress. Um, definitely not great for you. Uh, in 2007, the government said you have to add um, these new fire retardant chemicals to the mattresses to make them pass a, like an updated fire test. Uh, Well, it turns out that what we had to add to the mattresses is really harmful for people. Um, Can you tell us what that harmful thing is? Because I'm convinced that uh, someone's trying to kill us all one way or another. You know, it's, uh, I, I think that you may be right. It's, um, I, I feel like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Or at least make us very sick from all the chemicals that were, are being yeah. dumped into our food, to the Roundup that's sprayed on wheat crops, to the fluoride that's pumped into the water and soft drinks, and even ice cream I found out recently, which killed my taste for ice cream. That may be a good thing. Um, yeah, there are chemicals, chemicals everywhere. I should make a, like a rap song on that. Uh, yeah. Tell us what's in the traditional mattress. It, so traditional mattresses are like, if you get a foam mattress, like just different layers of foam, whether it be like a memory foam or polyurethane foam, foam is uh, oil-based. So it's it's really petroleum. So it's always like drying. It's always off-gassing and always like emitting fumes. Uh, if you ever notice like an older piece of foam, if you've ever seen that where it turns yellow, it's just going back to its natural color of like a crude oil. Um, and then the fire retardants that they add to mattresses, uh, short and simple, is the same chemicals that they use in cigarettes to make them like nowadays, like I guess years ago, if you smoked a cigarette, you would set it down and it would keep burning. Uh, with a newer style cigarette, you have to keep puffing on them like they have um, like a retardant in the cigarette. To, like, oh, so there's fire retardants in cigarettes too? Yes. And okay, so yet of- another reason for our listeners not to smoke cigarettes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's cigarettes like, well, anyhow, uh, I'm not going to preach, but uh, the same fire retardants that are used in cigarettes to, um, you know, keep it from burning, like continuously burning, are added to furniture and mattresses now. And the trouble is, um, like, your body is your your skin is your biggest organ on your body. Yes. And it's everybody perspires every night and it's your pores open up and you kind of soak in what you're on. And it's like these fire retardants and mattresses between the off gassing, uh, the fire retardants, like it's your body's kind of like a big sponge. So, um, 
we started making, I've been a mattress maker since I was a teenager. And um, I actually bought the mattress factory that I started with when I was 25 years old. And, um, but when my wife and I had our second daughter, Emily, uh, she had all kinds of allergies when she was a baby. And we used to have to wipe her down with Crisco all the time. Like she, you know, her skin would like every hour, like you had to wipe her down is, you know, and my wife said, why don't you make Emily a organic crib mattress? And I was like, sure. Um, I'd make organic beds onesie twosies through the 1990s and early 2000s. And, um, but no six when Emily was born, like we developed a full product line of organic mattresses. I'm like, what a great idea. Like it, and it was perfect timing because like all the fire retardants came in, the new flammability testing came into the market and um, we were able to offer, and we still do, like we are a certified organic mattress factory, which is like the top tier of certifications. Um, like it's everything we do. It's like, there's no chemicals, no off gassing, no, it's, I don't know, we, we build really nice stuff. Uh, yeah, I love what we do. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting uh, myself on one of those. And um, I think that our listeners really appreciate knowing where hidden toxins and chemicals lie. I know there's a lot in um, traditional carpets that are made. And I've recently in my home switched out my cleaning products to organic cleaning products because chances are, if you can smell it, it's going into your body and getting processed through your liver and and everything else. And, you know, I'm seeing so many people around me uh, developing cancer and different ailments these days. So I guess the more organic we can be on every level from the food we're putting into our bodies to the mattresses we're sleeping on is uh, very important. But let's circle back to general health. Um, Tara, can you describe the different sleep stages for our listeners? I measure all of mine with a wearable ring. And like I said, I'm obsessed with my sleep. How much deep sleep did I get the night before? How much REM sleep? What did I do differently that night that I got over two hours of deep sleep? So for me, I'm just a big science project and a work in progress. Uh, let's educate our listeners on the different sleep stages and the importance of each one. Yeah, so there's in layman's terms, there's all sorts of ways to describe different sleep stages. Mostly it's tied to your brain waves. So when you think about um, being asleep, think about it in terms of states of consciousness, although all sorts of other things happen in our bodies besides just a conscious state when it comes to sleep. So REM sleep, um, ran random eye movement, rapid eye movement sleep, um, because you can measure that very easily. It's one of the first states of sleep that they recognized. It's very similar to being awake. So when you're in REM sleep and you're woken up, you'll often remember your dreams when you're in REM sleep. Um, it's often associated with sort of healthy emotions. So we actually don't file any memories during the day. So our memories are all filed at night. And REM sleep has a very unique part of that process of analyzing our emotions and feelings and thoughts when it comes to managing memories. Um, so over a period of two to three weeks, you'll actually go through your memories and decide if last Tuesday's lunch is worth remembering. It may not be, but if you had an argument or you had something significant happen emotionally on that Tuesday lunch, you might remember it for a long time and it might get filed in long-term memory or it might get ditched as I don't care that you had tomato soup last Tuesday. Um, so that's REM sleep. Um, as you sort of sink down into deeper consciousness, there's light sleep, um, which 
happens um, as you move between those states. Um, during REM sleep, all states of sleep, you, you dream through and you do healing through. Um, but as you move through light sleep into deep sleep, this is where your brain waves are your slowest. You're going to have a low resting heart rate. The lower your resting heart rate, you want to target that for middle of the night. So again, if you're drinking or you're eating late, you might not get a low resting heart rate on your, if you're measuring your sleep and getting a resting heart rate till early morning. Um, ideally, that sort of valley is in the middle of the night because you really do want to do drop two degrees core body temperature. And that's what helps facilitate deep sleep. Deep sleep is where you do a lot of healing. A lot of those memories are filed. Um, growth hormone um, happens during deep sleep. Um, shortly, shortly following into deep sleep, you're going to have your spinal fluid will come up and actually wash your brain. So your brain actually doesn't have a lot of maintenance time when you're awake, but it does when you're asleep. So it's really important, um, especially as you look at cognitively aging, um, the tie to Alzheimer's and the tau proteins that build up during Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's um, is tied to lack of deep sleep. In fact, every disease of the elderly is tied to lack of deep sleep. So as far as aging is concerned, getting sleep is really important. Roughly, you go through 90-minute cycles on these different kinds of sleep. Um, deep sleep is going to be more prevalent in the first half of the night, REM sleep being more prevalent in the second half of the night as you start to warm up. Um, but in general, if you look at tracking your sleep, you're going to see yourself go through these three different states of sleep over and over again throughout the night as you kind of move through your sleep journey that is unique every single night. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, I track my sleep and I'm really committed to getting more and more deep sleep. Um, so tell us kind of one of your biggest success stories in working with the product that you created and um, people who are using. I'm going to use it. I have one. You sent it to me. I'm, I'm going to put it on as part of my New Year's resolutions for better sleep. Uh, tell us some of your biggest success stories using the product. Yeah, so temperature is really unique when it comes to sleep as far as how your brain communicates when and where and how to sleep. We all kind of have heard about light and blue light blocking glasses at night and not watching TV right before you go to bed. But light and temperature have very similar roles. And in fact, what triggers your brain to release melatonin, as discovered by Clifford Safier out of Harvard. If you want to Google sleep switch, your sleep switch is triggered by a change of temperature, usually in the evening that corresponds with your circadian rhythm. And the long and short of that is sleep's really old as a function. Even an organism that doesn't have a brain still responds to light and temperature in on-off states. So even an organism in the, organi in the ocean is going to know to go up to the light sunlight zone or down to the dark zone based on temperature and light and the timing of the day. So that's just really important. So when you discover that, you realize you can trick your body into going to sleep when you want it to go to sleep using temperature as a language of your brain and body to tell it it's time to release melatonin, it's time to go to sleep. It's so you would advocate for like sleep turning up the air conditioner or opening the windows if you're living in a cold climate, uh, which when I was in Palm Springs for Yoga Fit's Mind Body Fitness Conference for six days and it was kind of cold out, I slept with the uh, door open and it was really nice. But, um, you know, making sure that you're in a cool room, uh, how long before you actually go to sleep? A couple of hours? Yeah, so you want to think about um, triggering 
again, that change of temperature, change is so important. Nothing changes in our environment anymore. We have, we set a thermostat to one temperature and it stays the same. So if we were living outside, which we were ingrained to that outside environment so much more, even just a hundred years ago before central heat, uh, we were getting colder in the evening. It would cool down. And so that cooling down does trigger us. Now we, it's important to remember you're in Fahrenheit about 98 degrees and your core body temperature is going to drop in the first half of the night by two degrees. So you want to facilitate that. So it depends on the person. Some people are like, oh my God, I could never get cold to go to sleep. Think about it in terms of not what's the ambient temperature in your house, which was all what we think about when it comes to going to sleep. What happens for sleep happens right around your body. So in your bed, under your covers, what is going to facilitate that two degrees? If you're a lineman, we work with professional athletes of all different kinds. And if you're a 350-pound lineman with a high metabolism, you're going to put off heat like a heater when it comes to bed. Yeah, so I, I get dude, it. I run very cold, warm myself. So I, I totally yeah, get menopause, that. hot flashes, whatever it is, it's making you hot that hot part will inhibit your ability to fall into sleep and in particular deep sleep because deep sleep wants it cooler. Now, if you're a very tiny person and you don't put off a lot of heat, then it may not be more than just making it thermal neutral, not adding a lot of heat into that equation. And you certainly want to not necessarily be cold all night because the second half of the night, you actually warm up just like the planet's warming up. You're going to pull yourself out of that two degree valley of body temperature. And when you warm up to wake up, you actually trigger cortisol, good cortisol in the morning to help you turn off sleep and start that sleep mechanism. It really wants it to be switched on and off like a switch. And one of the things that most people do wrong is sort of wander into sleep and wander out of sleep. And if you actually turn it on and off, it's easier for your body to know when to go back to sleep. Wonderful. That's really good information. And for any of you listeners that are like me and suffer from really bad PMS, you'll notice that for at least a week out of the month, you're going to get a lot warmer. So you're going to need to adjust the temperature accordingly. Um, and also I noticed from tracking my own sleep that the deep sleep for me occurs usually the first half of the evening. In particular, if I go to sleep earlier, I'll get more deep sleep. But then I've also noticed on those rare nights when I've had some alcohol and I stay out late dancing, some of those nights I also get really deep sleep too. So I haven't figured out the magic formula yet, but I'm still working on it. Um, how long have you been working with the Cincinnati Reds, Tara? Uh, this will be our third year. So a lot of sports teams will find when they're on the road, uh, Player injuries increase. So one of the, the biggest effects of lack of sleep is we all get a little klutzy back to that sort of like being in drunk mode. And if your career depends on lightning fast decision making, like being able to hit a ball moving at 95 miles an hour, in that moment, it makes it really hard to do what you're supposed to do if you're tired. Um, so a lot of teams are working with sleep coaches and using sleep products and on the road sleep mitigation in order to have better performance for their athletes and prevent injuries. So, so are they actually taking your product with them from hotel to hotel? So what we do is some will, if so the most extreme cases will carry it, um, but we also have a sleep kit for them. So we talk about sleep ritual, um, similar to when you're putting your kids to bed. You want to do repeatable tasks that trigger your brain that it's time to sleep. One of our most popular products for 
sleep travel is actually lavender pillow spray. Your sense of smell, similar to temperature and light and recognizing those, are going to trigger you to decide whether you're at home or away. Sound is another really powerful one. So we do a lot with soundtracks, if you can believe it, to trigger this sense of home. We also have little stickers to cover up all of those little lights that are so annoying in a hotel. I don't know. Oh, I need those. That drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, Even just pinchers to close the freaking curtains, because I don't understand how in a hundred room hotel, I always end up with the one with the little slit. Broken curtain. No, I I had one of those. um, I had one of those last night, actually, and I use hair clips. Um, but that, the, all the light sources drive me crazy. The first thing I do when I get to a hotel room is unplug that led clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of but, those you know, things. the so TV's we... got a light, the, uh, fire alarm has a light. I put a towel to cover the light coming in from the front door of the hotel room because, and I'll let you tell our listeners, Tara, why is light so important and why do we want no light when we're sleeping? And, and you can focus on the growth hormone levels too. Yeah. So it, it really is very similar to what I described with temperature. Like I said, light and temperature are what even single cell organisms use to know to be on or off or to move according to that solar cycle of 24 hours. So light for us, we don't even when your eyes are closed, you're like, well, my eyes are closed. It's fine. We actually measure light in all sorts of ways, not just through our eyes. And so when you're exposed to light and blue light, which is chronic in our TV and all those silly little lights we have everywhere, um, what it is is actually triggering your brain to think it's daylight and morning time. So in the morning at 9 a.m. is your peak sunlight, um, and that actually triggers you to turn off sleep and be wide awake and now we have all these artificial lights in places we don't need them so when you're doing that you're basically preventing your ability to go to not only fall asleep quickly and stay asleep but you're not going to get the same level of deep sleep so we call the three states of sleep these three different buckets but not all of it's baked the same you can kind of dip into deep sleep and get into that slower brainwave zone but if you don't stay there for long enough and sleep and slow down your resting heart rate enough, you're not going to release growth hormone. You're not going to get the same healing qualities that come out of deep sleep. So it's really important to think about your light during the day, starting with when you wake up. Again, similar to temperature, turning on sleep, turning off sleep, in accordance to those lights and managing it is really important. So a lot of our guys that, you know, play baseball games until late in the evening, they'll wear blue light blocking glasses on the bus on their way back to start down-regulating that light, um, even as they're on their phones, because uh, they're 20 something year old guys, they're not gonna stay off their phones. So we manage through all of those kind of variances to try to minimize light because that we want them to be able to heal after that sort of intense athletic pursuit that they just did. Right, I wear the blue blocker glasses at night too if I'm watching TV or on my computer. Um, how soon before bed should we pop those blue blocker glasses on? Yeah, that's one thing people do kind of overdo. You'll see people wearing them during the day. Yes. You want to get light during the day, actually. You don't want to put them on too early. You really want to think about that two hours before you go to bed. The one thing to consider, and it's super easy uh, on our website, a lot of websites, you can do a chronotype quiz, um, also known as being a morning person or a night person. Um, that'll also indicate when is a good time to make sure you're 
more managing it. A morning person is going to be much more susceptible to light and temperature than an evening person. They're going to be a little more flexible on their circadian rhythm. Um, it makes it a little bit easier. Our baseball players, a lot of men, especially young men, tend to be evening people. So how do um, we find out? How, how do we find out, like, my typical wake-up time left to my own devices is somewhere between 7... 30 and 8 a.m. Like, and I consider, I love the night. I consider myself a night person left to my own devices. I would love to stay up all night, uh, but I, I do like waking up early in the morning too. But I guess you can't have it both ways. But maybe you can because you said we don't need eight hours of sleep, and I'd like you to expand on that. Yeah, so it's really about total amount of sleep, and you can do naps. So you actually probably sound like there's, you know, somewhere between eight to 24 questions that will tell you which way your propensity is from that morning to night person. It was discovered in the 1970s. So there's a million different tests out there. It's not super complicated. It is genetically driven though. So um, there is a gene that dictates um, this, the length of that gene will dictate whether morning person or not. So it's something that isn't entirely controllable, but as someone that's gone through boot camp, you'll notice that Basically, starving you from sleep for 48 hours will often reset that. Cold is another way to reset that. Um, and you can kind of force yourself into something. But we want to genetically sort of understand what we're predisposed to and acknowledge that. So if you like waking up in the morning, you're probably less of a night person than you think. So an extreme night owl actually won't go to sleep until 1 or 2, won't want to wake up until 10, well past that bright sunlight. They're going to have different time in which they're going to be at their cognitive best. A morning person is definitely by 11 a.m. You want to be focusing on a super hard cognitive task. And then that four or five, you're going to be more creative in the afternoon. So there's definitely more than just sleep is governed by this clock. That's really what it is. The clock that runs us all, just like your computer clock can be changed as you move through different time zones over time can be shifted. It's important to acknowledge that time though, because it does help us understand our, our highest blood pressure, our lowest breast blood pressure, when we should work out, when we're going to have our best workout, our best diet, when we're going to And, and where can we meals. find these tests, Tara? So on sleep.me, my website has it. But if you Google chronotype quiz, you will find uh, probably a million hits on Google on it. It's, it's, again, it's been around since the 70s. We have one on our site. We have one in our app. Um, but it is um, a, a pretty standard test. You answer some questions, basically like I outlined. When do you feel your best? When do you want to go to sleep? When do you want to wake up? And it'll tell you where you fit in that scale. Wonderful. I know in Chinese medicine, they really advocate for you going to sleep by 10 p.m. because of the triple warmer channel and all of that. And again, I have noticed when I go to sleep earlier and I've been on the West Coast now for a week and a half. Um, so my timing is a little off. I was, you know, some nights able to go to sleep at 930, which on the on the East Coast, 1230. So not a big deal. But I, I do notice some significant benefits of going to sleep earlier. And um, thank you for that information on the chronotype quiz for our listeners. If you're curious about whether you're a morning or a night person, check out the chronotype quiz and you can also find it on sleep.me. Tim, uh, let's circle back around to sleeping on mattresses and 
the organic mattress versus the non-organic mattress. What percentage of the population right now, let's say in the U.S., do you think are using organic mattresses and are they getting more popular? It uh, The percentage is still pretty low. I would say that people sleeping in organic mattresses is about 7% of the population. Um, and yeah, uh, organic mattresses should be more popular uh, just for the health benefits. But if you went into like any standard mattress store uh, off the street uh, or, or ordered one of those that you kind of, that inflates itself in your house, typically they are not organic. Is that correct? There are not a lot of options out there. It, they're starting to become more and more. And um, there's a lot of organic choices like online and like even our company, we ship our mattresses in box boxes that, you know, go right to your home. Um, most traditional like corner mattress stores or department stores, um, they're starting to have more like a, a shade of green. Like some, some mattresses will have like organic cotton fabric instead of like a, like a polyester, um, fabric. Uh, but, but there may be components of natural or organic, you know, materials used in mattresses that you could find at like department stores and corner brick and mortar type stores. And uh, when I was at Harvard a few years ago, we did a case study on Casper. They were just kind of, I think it was 2018 and they were just kind of coming into vogue. Uh, So if, if you're shipping in a similar way, how do people know what, because I know you have like probably a firm, a soft, a medium, like how do people know which mattress to order? And are there any studies, Tim, on people sleeping better on a firm mattress versus a soft mattress? You know, that's a great question. And ordering online can be really overwhelming. And like, Myself, I'm a mattress maker, so I'm a nuts and bolts guy about, you know, how these beds go together. But now I've done it so long. Like I look at people, Tara, I could see you on, like when you speak, I could see you pretty clearly. You look to be a side sleeper. Um, am I right or wrong on that? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, and you I can do, I do belly sleep as like a propensity, um, but I've, uh, you know, after five pregnancies, do you kind of lose some of the ability to belly sleep, even though like if I'm really hurting, that's where I want to sleep. It's um, side sleep. A lot of people are side sleepers, but shoulders always get a little bit off center for side sleepers and mattresses. Like a lot of people, like, especially like the older generation is like, I need a good firm bed. Well, you need to be supported, but you definitely don't want it too firm to put too much pressure on your hips and shoulders. Um, the mattresses that are shipped to homes. And if there's few options, it's generally more of like a medium to medium firm. Like they generally don't go in one direction or the other, uh, mattresses online, like even with Casper, it's like a 10% return rate, um, seems to be about the average. So one out of 10 people that order a bed online are not happy with the product that they get. So they would donate it or send it back or. Um, but it's, it is about what I'm hearing, Tim, is that, um, 
there's no like suggested recommendation for people because I've gotten on some beds, especially some hotel beds that are like so soft and my low back just doesn't really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly want to feel like I'm sinking into a mattress. I like a firm mattress, but then perhaps I would like a softer topper so that it's kind of both firm and soft. Um, do you make mattress toppers that are organic as well? Oh, we for sure do. Uh, okay. so organic latex toppers. And, um, so that would be a good option for people who don't perhaps want to make the investment initially in a full-on organic mattress is that they could buy a mattress topper. Oh, for sure. It's, um, and yeah, as far as sleepers go, like if you are a side sleeper with a medium build, um, and like middle age ish, I don't know what middle age, like maybe 35 to 55 go with like a medium or just a step above a medium. Um, don't go firm, don't go soft. And like, um, Beth, your lower back bothers you as soon as your hips drop, like in a, so in a softer bed, when your hips dip down, like your spine, curves down. Yeah. And I'm hyperlordotic. I'm five foot 10. I weigh about 146 pounds. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of long and lean and, uh, very hyperlordotic. So soft beds are not my friend. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, you got to keep that, that alignment. Like, you know, it, if you can try a bed out in person, I mean, that's always the best. Right. Uh, you can see it, feel it, and just really get a feel for it. And do you have retail establishments, Tim, that carry your migraine mattress? We do, and it's one brick-and-mortar store in LaGrange, Illinois. Okay. And, uh, like I say, we ship them online. And it's we've tuned in our mattresses. I actually have the lowest return rate uh, out of any bed-in-a-box mattress company, which I'm like, oh, Really? Like it's, uh, but we've really tuned in like our spring systems with the lumbar support, the seating edge. Um, I build what works best. Like, it's like, no, this bed is a winner. And it's like, we get, you know, it fits most every body type. And if anybody has any specific questions they're welcome to call me. Um, and it's like, if I see a person, like when they walk into the showroom, I know what beds for them. I'm like, no, you know, this person needs this. Like I could just tell by the way that they walk, they carry themselves. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of neat. It's, um, yeah, but Tara, you know, or not Tara. Yes. Tara, uh, try to, if you, you're married still. Yep. Yep. 27 years for better or worse. (laughs) uh, Well, God bless you. It's uh, one thing that you can do. I notice your shoulders a little bit different heights. If you take your nightstand and your husband takes, if you switch nightstands, like take all your stuff and switch it people face away from each other when they're sleeping and you'll learn to sleep on your other side. And if you do that every few months, it's awesome for like your physique. Like you'll have rotator problems when you're older. If you say, or Tara, I could give you some yoga postures that will fix all of that. Oh, sure. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I I do. I do uh, love yoga. In fact, yoga Nidra is something we even teach to our, baseball players it's really fun to watch. well and, and we're coming out at yoga fit with a, a yoga for sleep program that i'm in charge of so <laughs> it's been delayed um but i'm definitely going to be hitting both of you up Ooh, when but- i write that program so i'm also curious tim um people who have been sleeping on mattresses with a lot of chemical fumes and and the like uh, oh can you Give us a little science about what's what's going on uh, and and what exactly there are. Is it formaldehyde that's in the mattresses? I, I don't know. Educate us all a little. 
There is, you know, if the fire retardant serves formaldehyde, there is um, like even like the foam beds use like a sock. Like it looks like a sock, you know, that slips over the mattress under the fabric. It's full of like fiberglass. It's, I mean, there's so much. Well, fiberglass is nothing any of us want to be putting into our lungs. <laughs> it's it's really bad stuff. And I'm like, why? why? And it's uh, to pass the silly law that's... Um, but can I tell you about the and, new? But I have one more question, and that oh, is, sure. like, how many people die each year? Like, I, you know, smoking a cigarette in the bed, falling asleep smoking, which I don't understand. But I don't understand a lot of things. Like, is is that still a thing, or did that maybe like happen in the 1950s? You know, it and actually in the 1930s, uh, they they created a law that you have to put 32 lit cigarettes on the bed to pass a cigarette test, 32 lit cigarettes on the bed that are government issued because they don't put themselves out. So you put the cigarettes on, they have to burn themselves out without igniting the bed. Um, and we still have that law today. So you have to get the cigarettes from, you know, the state or the government and put the cigarettes on and have it tested at the UL labs. But now the new test in 07 is an open flame test. They take like a, a blowtorch on the top and a blowtorch on the side, and they ignite the bed for 30 seconds with those torches going. Then they pull the torches away, and the bed pretty much has to put itself out. And, well, it's like, and, and I know some people sleep with candles next to the bed, but I'm just curious. It doesn't sound like to me, or you know, maybe I just don't know these people, but like who's smoking themselves to sleep in bed. It, it sounds yeah. like a very ridiculous concept to me all the way around. Yes. It, you and you and I both. And it's like, I would think your pajamas, your pillow, your sheets, your bl blanket, your, you know, everything would be up in smoke before your, your mattress catches on fire. I don't know. Well, uh, I, I don't not, know. you know what? It's that old serenity prayer of uh, releasing the things we cannot control, right? And that's, um, I guess you don't have much say over the standards, but do you have to comply to those standards as an organic mattress company? We do. And it's, um, we have to get tested. And uh, almost annually, we send, we voluntarily send our beds into the UL labs, underwriter laboratories, uh, to get them independently tested. Uh, what we use under the fabric of our mattresses is certified organic wool. And wool is beautiful. Wool used to be firemen's coats years ago. Uh, wool doesn't burn. And I didn't know that. What I love about wool, it's a hollow fiber. It takes the heat from your body, distributes it through the shaft of the fiber so well. It regulates body temperature. Awesome. It's a great wicking fiber. Um, certified organic wool is what what we use directly under the fabric and it's it's wonderful and we still pass the flammability testing uh, by using wool wonderful tara i'd love for you to run our listeners through like the perfect um sleep hygiene schedule what you should do like three hours before you go to bed like the trackable device i'm wearing actually tells me to start getting ready for bed um it doesn't tell me what to do to do that. You know, and some people are taking sleep aids, uh, melatonin, all of that. I, I myself take a handful of uh, supplements uh, for sleep because I drink a lot of iced tea, usually late into the day, which is not helpful for sleep. So run us, run us through a few um, sleep hygiene tips that people can start, let's say, after their dinner to prepare for sleep. 
Absolutely. I think the first thing I'll start with, though, and I think you described it as being a scientist about sleep, is that all of us, there is this bell curve of sort of what people are going to react to. So even the light and temperature, as I mentioned, there's going to be a 350 pound lineman that absolutely needs cooling um, versus a really tidy person that doesn't have a high metabolism that may not. So even with caffeine, about 10% of the population, somewhere between five to 10, actually doesn't have any efficacy at all. Their neuroreceptors, caffeine doesn't have any results. So the tips that I'm going to talk about, um, and that's kind of been one of my pet peeves with sleep hygiene, and we talk about it with our athletes a lot, is that there's these tips that are generally applicable. But if you find that a couple of the tips you've tried and aren't applicable to you, then think about it in terms of what are the pillars of sleep. So when we talk about sleep ritual and how to go to sleep, we talk about making sure you're managing three pillars of sleep, your mindset, the behaviors, and the environment. Those are your three pillars to think about. And within those three pillars, each person is going to find certain things that are going to be part of their ritual that are that core part for them. <clears throat> and so my- And you mentioned is- cold also. Like I always heard like take a warm bath or a hot shower before you go to bed. It'll help you sleep. But now I'm hearing from you like your body needs to be cold. So should we change that up to take a freezing cold shower before you sleep? So back to, we're all really different. So some people will find actually putting on warm socks will help them fall asleep. That's one end of the spectrum. Again, we're, that rainbow of all billions of us are going to be different. Um, but then if you have a high metabolism or you drank a lot or you ate really late, your body is going to put off a lot of heat. And so you're definitely going to lean into how do I get cold? So um, even certain diseases like MS, um, I work with Terry Wall's um, and her programs with MS. And she's gone through the extreme of 20 minutes in an ice bath to cool off to get wow. sleep. So there's the put on warm socks, warm up a little bit, take a warm bath, extreme on one end of the spectrum, all the way to that 20 minutes of ice bath about an hour before you go to sleep. But think about an hour before you go to sleep. Most of us are in tune enough with our bodies to know what feels good to go to sleep. The nesting process is something we remember from childhood. We'll remember what feels good. So if you're someone that I like a weighted blanket even, so I want extra weight, extra cuddling. And despite the fact that cold is better for me once I fall asleep, I want to warm up to fall before I fall asleep. So I actually um, put my doc pro on warm. I read a book and I'm settling myself into bed. And then once I fall asleep, then I have it turned down to cold. So it really depends on the person. But the, the key parts are if caffeine is something that highly affects you, don't do that even after lunch. Unfortunately, yeah. it can make it hard to fall asleep. Not all water, just like we talked about the organic mattress, not all water is created the same either. And so we're chronically short on minerals as a population. So your magnesium, potassium, your electrolytes, you all need that for sleep. All of the mechanisms of sleep, of transportation of that melatonin that you might take does take being well hydrated. So if you get into bed and you've had a lot to drink at dinner alcohol-wise, you're going into bed dehydrated and that's and you're going to wake up at two or three <laughs> o'clock in the morning regretting that you had all those cocktails yes you'll have to pee <laughs> and you may have a headache because you're dehydrated so yeah. you know being well hydrated is is really important for sleep we deal that with our athletes a lot so it's really important to think about that magnesium in particular is used in 256 different chemical functions in your body not just for sleep 
and we're chronically short on it. Our soil doesn't have the same amounts of it as before. So even our leafy greens aren't providing it the same way. So really think in terms of making sure you have a good baseline and a good level of health on your supplements and hydration um, as you go into that evening time. And then mindset wise, when you cuddle on the couch with someone, when you hug someone, you get oxytocin. When you check off your to-do list for the day and know what you're going to do tomorrow, that gives you dopamine. All of those warm, fuzzy feelings will help reduce anxiety. Um, like I mentioned, a weighted blanket will give you serotonin. I love all weighted those, blankets. All of that warm, fuzzy feelings that you get are, are all tied to chemicals that can help you fall asleep. So when you think about your evening activities, think about down regulation. Think about a good mindset. Um, it can be anything, again, depending on who you are. It could be prayer. It could be gratitude. It could be meditation. Um, there's all different forms in which our brains relax and ease into the evening. Um, whatever those traditions are, if you think about what you loved as a kid, you'll probably like it as an adult. And we've left reading books aside for most of us. But if you get back into if you were read books as a child or did prayers as a child to go to bed and you go back to those sleep rituals, you'll actually find it much easier to fall asleep because your brain wants that comfortable feeling. Wonderful. Thank you. Um so your product, you can program it so you can go to sleep warm and then it gets cold and then you can set it so it warms up before you wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we fit on any mattress so we're compatible with anything. It's just basically if you think about a thermostat for your bed, it's basically like you're an engine because you put off heat and it's a radiator for you. So if you're a high powered engine that puts off a lot of heat, you need a radiator. You wouldn't run your Ferrari without having temperature regulation, um, that's, it just fits on any mattress or half a bed or the whole bed, whatever you want to do. And then you can program it to optimize for sleep. So it's just in your bed, under your covers at night, just the temperature for just what you want. And does it, does your mattress actually, or mattress topper, does it actually track your different sleep stages and cycles? So we've actually separated our tracker from our sleeping pad. It's just a mattress pad that goes on top. We don't sell mattresses for all the reasons that Tim talked about, those different comfort settings, uh, different people like different things in their bed or not in their bed or whatever that is. Um, so all of those are separate so that people can choose because I do believe you should be able to choose. Um, without the tracker, there's zero EMFs in the bed with the pad. Oh, that's nice. Trackers do, provide, do put off. They're basically impact sensors. Um, so there's very little EMFs, even with the tracker, but there is some. So that, again, that gives people the choice to either use it with And that's without. a good reminder for our listeners who don't know this. We had a gentleman from an EMF uh, wearable device company on the show last year. Uh, put your phone on airplane mode if you leave it near your bed at night. And even better, don't sleep with your phone in your bedroom. We're bombarded all the time with EMFs and we don't really need to be bombarded while we're sleeping and we're open and our energy centers are open. Um, so airplane mode is the way to go. Yeah. So our product does operate in airplane mode um, for all of those reasons so that you can set your program and then have it go into airplane mode and it'll just run. Um, as a physicist, the EMFs are always something that's been important to me. Wonderful. And you did, you did a TED talk on that. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. 
um, really basically on on how to optimize for sleep, how to hack your sleep. Um, and, and we can so, find that on YouTube if we look up Tara Youngblood. Yep, Tara Youngblood. It was a uh, TEDx Women. Um, so the group that did the group was uh, primarily women. So it was TEDx Carry Women. Wonderful. Um, so check that out, everyone, if you want a little bit more information on hacking your sleep. Tara Youngblood on any of the TED Talk channels. Um, as we move towards the close of the show, any final words of wisdom for our listeners? Tim? Um, I would say it's very healthy to put like your pillows um, and even your bedding, if you can get it in direct sunlight, like it it's the sun is so healthy. Like it takes care of dust mites, like it neutralizes odors. Um, I think that that fresh feeling may help you sleep better too. Um, and how often should people change their mat? I, I know someone, well, I know a couple of people who have very old mattresses, like 12 <laughs> years old, eight years old, like regardless of organic or non-organic, how often should you be getting rid of your mattress? It honestly, like, rule of thumb is like between eight and 10 years. And it's after 10 years, if you don't have like a mattress protector over your bed, there's enough skin cells, oils, like everybody perspires, like almost a quart of fluid a night. Like it's just, you know, and it's, but your skin cells, oils and everything go in your bed. And after 10 years, the average queen size bed without a protector on it weighs 17 pounds more than it did when it was new. And um, uh, that's a little disgusting. It's yeah. <laughs> you, you, you Just saying. <laughs> so Just saying. it's definitely advisable to have a, a nice mattress protector on your bed. That's machine washable. Um, and again, if you can get anything bedding, anything like your linens or blankets, out on a clothesline. I know it looks funny, but it's like, it's so healthy or just get it in direct sunlight uh, once or twice a year and it, it'll do wonders for you. And it, it really makes your bed feel so much fresher. And these organic mattress toppers, are they like machine washable? Can you send them out somewhere to get them washed? I know that sometimes they're kind of big and cumbersome. Yes. And it, we do have actually, um, and it will be out in April, a removable cover that's washable. And then you put it right back on um, for the topper. So it's it's really nice. That's awesome. So uh, our listeners can look forward to that, an organic washable mattress topper from my green mattress. Uh, Tara, tell us where we can find you and your social media handles and, and any more information. Absolutely. Yeah. I do talks all the time. Um, if you want, if you go to again to sleep.me um, and pull me up, you can pull up um, all the different places I've been as far as talks. I have a blog um, that goes over in more detail everything I've talked about. So if you want to find the scientific papers that tie to it, um, they have the scientific papers with each blog on the different topics. So you can research it further if that's what you like to do. Um, but there's videos as well as uh, links to different podcasts I've been on or other talks I've given. Wonderful. Thank you. Tim, tell us uh, where we can find your migraine mattress and any of your social media handles. Sure. It's um, we are, our, our website is mattress.com. And um, we are on Instagram, Facebook. Um, 
And it's, yeah, just my green mattress. My green mattress. Yeah, well, come on. And I believe our listeners can save on your products. Uh, Someone from my team texted me some codes, but um, if you would like to share your codes and your website again, Tara and Tim, uh, so our listeners can save a little purchasing your products, please let us know what those codes are. Yeah, so our codes, we actually usually put them in the show notes. And I don't know about Tim, but e-commerce, our codes get hacked a fair amount. So we very rarely will say them uh, over there. So honestly, I, I my team okay. shared it. I don't know what they are, but they will be in the show notes. Um, for those if, I, if I know what it is, can I share it? Yeah, go ahead if you want okay. to. But yeah, sometimes I, I, they get I hacked. Believe so if it's, it gets shut down, that's yeah. what we have to do. Okay, so I believe the code to save on your products and... I think it's 20%. I'm hoping it is because I'm just announcing this now is MAH23, like Make America Healthy 23. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's, um, you'll, I think you get 20% off uh, all accessories and 125 off of uh, the mattresses. Uh, Tim, by using the code MAH23? Correct. Wonderful. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, thank you both so much. This has been a very interesting show. I, I learned a lot. Um, Really, I learned a lot. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you on social media. We'd like to thank the sponsor of this show, Yoga Fit Training Systems Worldwide, Inc., the largest yoga mind body school in the world, offering virtual and in-person trainings, events, seminars, online groups. I'm running an eight-week yoga lean group online now. And you can save 15% on that by using the code VOICE23 at checkout at yogafit.com. We're doing classes, uh, having accountability groups, lectures, seminars, all with the intention of putting you in the body that you want to be in and being your best self for this new year as we move into resolutions. And I know that for many people, their New Year's resolutions start off with a bang and then start to uh, lose the sizzle probably by March. So um, if you've got New Year's resolutions, you want to keep them, you want to make positive shifts, you want to reduce your alcohol consumption down this year, you'd like to eliminate processed foods from your diet, exercise more, do some yoga. Yoga is so good for everyone. Uh, everyone really needs to do yoga, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a doctor, uh, regardless of what you're doing, if you're sitting eight hours a day, 10, 12 hours a day, your low back needs yoga, your hips, your hamstrings need yoga, your upper body strength needs to be there, your back muscles need to be strong in order to support you hunching over all those devices all day long. So check us out at yogafit.com. All of my books are available anywhere books are sold. That's Yoga Lean, Yoga Fit, The Yoga Fit Athlete, my most recent book, Healing Trauma with Yoga. And uh, you can also visit me on Instagram at Beth Shaw Health, as well as um, find me on my website, BethShaw.com. So again, we'd like to thank our guests, Tim Masters from My Green Mattress and Tara Youngblood from Sleep Me. This has been a very educational show, and we're wishing all of our listeners better, healthier sleep for 2023. We wish you more peace and calm, greater health. And let's remember that our health is our most valuable asset always. Without it, we can't do anything. 
So whether you're buying an organic mattress or investing in technology to help you sleep better, getting a gym membership, doing some yoga, changing up your eating program, those are all gifts that you give to yourself. And we need to give to ourselves the gift of health and wellness on every level, physically and mentally, because again, no one's going to take care of your mental or physical health better than you. So until next time, everyone, stay healthy, stay happy. Happy New Year's. Namaste. Thanks for joining us on Make America Healthy. We hope we've given you some tools you need to take back control of your health. Until next time, we wish you a healthy and wonderful week.